to FDL. I'm here. Okay. All right. Well, I, thought, I figured we'd give this a try and give it, see if we can give it something to him to. Uh... He, may, he may throw up on it. Pardon? He may throw up on it. Yeah, well, he may. <laughs> well, if he does, it's, it's his choice whether or not he actually publishes it. Yeah. <laughs> I figured, given what was happening in uh, Brazil and. And then also other things in the league as well. We should have a chat. And if nothing else, make fun of Fernando being grateful to Arsenal for giving them a kick up the backside. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I guess we'll just do an intro. Stephen can't be here this evening because he's not feeling. He's feeling quite a bit under the weather, having caught a kiddie virus from his son. Hmm. Uh, don't laugh too much, Fernando, because you'll be getting some of this, I'm sure. I speak from experience. <laughs> they become virus magnets. That's what they are. They're, they're your, uh, you know, they are your your offspring, your your data bank of uh, gene pool. But right now, they're going to be your virus keeper. <laughs> sure. That's why we have insurance. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> Well, they're not, mm. maybe not for much longer. Insurance Depend for now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Depends yeah. who's going to be your health secretary. Yeah. But um, I think, um, okay, intro's out of the way. I think we ought to maybe start by just um, uh, expressing our heartfelt um, condolences to the uh, club in Brazil that's just basically lost most of their players in a very horrific um crash on their way to the first leg of the final of the uh, Copa Sudamerica or Americana I think it is um, Chapo Chapecoense in Brazil um, I mean guys did, did you read much about this what did you think yeah I mean it's it's uh, it's just a terrible tragedy and you know I it, yeah, it reminded me because uh, I don't know if you guys remember there were uh, I don't rash isn't the right word but there were uh, a couple of uh, airplane crashes uh, in the Russian hockey league a couple of years ago and my mind immediately jumped to that mm. and it would not surprise me if the reason I mean the supposedly the plane had an electrical failure mm. which you know, I, I'm no expert, but that to me just seems like kind of shady. And it wouldn't surprise me if the plane they were using was not exactly uh, up to code, oh, yeah. uh, so, so so to speak. And yeah. you know, it, it just immediately reminded me of the of the airplane um, crashes of some of the Russian teams, mm. where their planes were not uh, certainly by American standards or even Western standards mm. um, suitable to fly. Oh no! I, being used. I agree with you. Uh, but, well, I say agree with you. I, one of my friends, uh, very good friends, back in the UK, she used to have to go out to uh, Russia quite often, and she always used to hate it when they booked her on Aeroflot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> used to say you could always, you know, it sounded like a bag of bolts taking off because there was so much yeah. rattling going on. So. Yeah. So I mean, it's unfortunate that that. Uh, never mind the cause, but just the fact mm. that they were. You know, they were minutes from landing. I mean, they were mm. almost there, and that's that's what makes it, I think, even more mm. um, 
terrible is that they were almost there. I mean, who knows if if you know they they you know a couple yeah. more minutes and maybe they're, they're all something. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and but it, it's unfortunate. And, you know, the outpouring from everyone around the world, um, you know, is good to see. But uh, I think everyone's just kind of like, you know, distraught over the fact mm-hmm. that really, um, you know, out of, uh, I forget how many passengers, but, you know, five or six of them are going to live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the you know the rest of them, unfortunately, perished in that in that mm-hmm. crash. And, um, you know, it's just terrible. And, um, you know, but there have been some classy yeah, acts. There have definitely been some classy acts on the back of this, hasn't there? You know. Yeah, I, I think, and, and even the Brazilian teams have offered, um, you know, to loan the club players so they can field the team um, mm. because I think uh, the Brazilian Federation has called a week of called off this week's uh, games uh, mm. for a week of mourning, which is the right thing to do. Well, they're all also um, so suggesting, it, I think, to the Brazilian FA that the uh, the team uh, Chape uh, uh, Coense uh, doesn't actually get relegated for three, you know, doesn't get relegated for three years. It's relegation right. free, so they can build up their team again. Um, which I thought right, was right, right. And apparently, the rumor is that PSG is going to donate forty million euros to them as well. I would imagine there wow. will be some donations. I mean, the thing is, I think the thing to point out to any of the listeners is that this this team is not a a big team. The city they come from is only two hundred thousand people. The um, they've only been in the league for the top flight of the league for since like two thousand and fourteen, I think was it? Yeah, fourteen. Yeah. yeah. So it's only two years. This is their third year in the in that particular division. They they are having. Uh, an almost Leicester-esque fairy tale rise, um, or were, should I say? So, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think you know, heartfelt condolences and uh, to them. So, yes, I think we all agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I think Fernando, as you're on here, and before we get to draw City over it in the, the red half of Manchester. Um, we have to say, as I was saying to you earlier on, you have a lot to be thankful for to Arsenal. We kick your asses 3-0, make you look really bad, and Conte just says, right, I'm ripping it up, I'm making it all mine, and look what happens, eh? Look what happens. Yeah, I'd imagine at halftime, it's like, guys, you you look like this against Arsenal? Arsenal? <laughs> really? Come on, guys. Come on. And uh, so you know, if if Chelsea do go on to uh, you know uh, win the league this year, you know Arsenal, I'm sure we'll get a nice thank you letter, <laughs> a little <bouquet>. from, <laughs> from the club. Uh, you know, I'm sure it'll be signed by Conte and he'll mm-hmm. say, uh, Arsene, this one's for you. <laughs> um, and I'm sure he'll get a, a nice photo of the trophy. Yes, uh, with that card um, framed. Or are you going to be cheap because yes. you're building your new stadium? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it is quite the turn. I mean, even Conte say, has said that he's surprised at how fast they've been able to um, acclimate to the system. Mm. Um, and, you know, it. I, and I was thinking about this today a little earlier and, and that, you know, to be honest with you, if the players hadn't, acclimated as quickly we're talking about the second straight year 
where these players are basically, uh, you know, you know, uh, playing themselves out of the club. Mm. I mean, you can't have you can't have two straight years of this. No. Be paid the wages they're paid, and then uh, expect to still hold your job. Mm. Um, you know, they're playing at a at a club where the owner can literally go out and buy twenty two new starters uh, after the season's over. So, um, I'm sure in the back of their mind, some of them have thought of that. I can I can picture someone like Gary Cahill, you know. Uh, seeing the stories about Benucci coming from Juventus to, to essentially take his job and, and Kurt Zuma's already there. And, um, you know, so all those guys really, they all have an incentive to play better and, uh, you know, credit to them for turning it around um, so quickly. I mean, they, 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 they think, look like I mean, just... The thing that always amazed me was that, you know, here they are. This is probably what the third system. Let's let's give Mourinho one of them, and then you had who, who was it came in the end. Um, Ancelotti came in la- end of last year, wasn't it? Was it? Hitting, hitting, yeah, hitting, 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 Um And then and then you know you've got this now. So you sort of hitting kept you you know just kept your head above water, but gave them a slightly different system to play. And then and now Conte's you know done two systems this year so they're talking about four systems maybe five systems in the last two years i was just amazed that they you know they acquiesced to well, the changes well I, yeah you're right but i think the the main difference here is is that you know who's not being asked to track back all the time now even hazard right mm-hmm. so if, the system really is designed so that the wing backs do a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of covering, uh, you know, box to box on the outside, and uh, you know it, it really allows Matic and and Conte to just focus on protecting the front four down the middle. They don't have to go out there. I mean, I think that was part of the problem last year. You saw someone like Matic just like running around like he like a headless chicken because he saw four defensive uh, errors and he had to pick one to go help. And yeah. he kept picking. He would pick one and the other three would open up and there you go. They, uh, the, the, team, the other team scores a goal. So now that that's been solved, him and Conte can sort of focus on their area, which is to protect the, pro- the front four and give the ball to the front three and let them do their thing. And... Um, you know, I, I, I just think it, it's been seamless in the sense that the front three, yes, yes, Conte, I'm sure, wants them to come back, especially Costa, come back and, and try to win the ball back. But he, you know, it, it felt like Mourinho wanted Hazard to run all the way back to try and get the ball back and then run the other way to start the attack mm. and then come back, you know. And I don't feel like that is what Hazard is doing right now. Um, and, and I think it's just really, it's really just clearly defined roles. Uh, for some of these guys, which was not the case last year. So, segueing into that, Jason, when you see what's happened at Chelsea post Mourinho, how does that make you feel about him? Sort of, do you think he is floundering around trying to match a team up? Does it hold hope for you, or? Uh, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't look at Chelsea's situation and our situation right now as as the same. Uh, on the for Mourinho, I think I think right now I think he's actually found his his team that plays, and I think we've even though we haven't got the results and 
We've been drawing all our games. I think he's finally found the last at least two games. He's found the exact what he needs to do as far as who to play and, and Carrick needs to play. And I think he knows that now. And I think that's I think we've played a lot. We've been playing a lot better uh, the last at least two games. I think, in my opinion, um, besides the the witch hunt that's happening over the, up in Manchester now with the FA, um, I think we're looking to be. I think we're. I think we have turned the page actually right now. Yeah, you think? Yeah, I, I guess I I just look at it sometimes and I think, well, Conte seemed to figure out that Victor Moses needed to be, you know, one of the ones charging back and forth, and Mourinho has only just figured out that um, who is it? Antonio Valencia, you've got, I think, isn't it? Yeah, would be the equivalent. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, it's just strange that he he still expects them to play a certain way as opposed to adapting the team to what his strengths are. Or do yeah, you feel I mean, he's now he... adapted the team to what the strengths are, and it's just a question of them getting used to it? No, I, I think he's. I think he is. Um, I think he is stubborn, Mourinho. I think it's it's he has a system like all coaches, and uh, and he wants to play his his way. Uh, and if you're not his type of player, he'll get rid of you. Mm. Uh, um, but I, I think, but, but to this year, I think it seems to me he's given chances to players that you would think that wouldn't have gotten a chance in the past. Like, for instance, Mata, he, you know, he tossed them out the door at Chelsea, and now he's saying he's one of the most uh, influential players on the team right now, and he's basically an automatic player. Uh, so I think he's given people a chance to play, and he's given the people to earn their spots. Uh, but I think you still have to play a certain way that he wants them to play it. Um, like, like, like he, I think, I think if Eden Hazard was on United, and I think he wanted to try to track back. Uh, and I think that's why certain things, I think that's why Martial at this point is not playing because he's not tracking back right now, I think. Um, and reason that, you know, Mkhitaryan wasn't around, we don't know what that is. And we, I mean, I think he just need, I think he need to show Marino that he was willing to work in, in training. And that's what, that's why he got his, his spot now on the bench and playing a little bit more. Um, but I, I don't think Mourinho is, and plus this speaks to these players. I mean, Mourinho could look at them and say, what have you guys won? I mean, I feel, I feel like even last year, a lot of them, he won the league with Chelsea and the players just tuned them out. They said, we won the league. You know, you know, we don't have to, you know, we could just show up now and play. And we were Chelsea and we won the league by a lot, by a lot last uh, two years ago. And why should we listen to you anymore? Do you think that that that's a valid point that last bit there, Fernando? Well, I mean, I I think uh, it, in a way, yeah. Um, I, I do think there are players who have a sense of entitlement that you know I'm at this club, you should play, you should play me all the time. Um, and you know, for Mourinho, I think he's just trying to find out who is worthy of sticking around uh, after this season and who isn't. And um, and he he is going to get rid of players that you know Jason or anybody or any other Man United fan may not necessarily agree with getting rid of. Um, you know you have to remember Chelsea he got he got rid of Schurler he got rid of Mo Salah mm. he kept he kept loaning Victor Moses out. You know I think those are three players that I think a lot of Chelsea fans felt weren't given a free a free shot. Uh, well, the weird thing about Schurler and uh, Schurler certainly. And Victor Moses, for that matter. Victor Moses, not so much, because I thought he he didn't do what he's done this year, which is, I think, the low now actually is, again, a kick up the arse for him, and he's 
he's actually realised, yeah. oh, I do have to run up and down the field. I can't just run one direction and walk back the other way. But Schurler, I always thought yeah. he was a good workhorse. And, you know, if anyone no, was, a, was. A, an identi- identikit fit for uh, a Mourinho side, I thought that was Schurler, you know. Yeah, you know, Schurler's problem was he was not a good finisher. I think he, he put himself mm. in a lot of good scoring opportunities, but he just wasn't. Uh, and that's why he's not a striker, because uh, he has sort of a striker build. Mm. But he, he's he's just not a good finisher. He'd be perfect for Arsenal, you know, I think. Well, we've got Sanchez and Giroud, so we've got the prettiest, prettiest front two, I think, in the league at the moment. That's (laughs) that's true, but that's the thing with Schurler, and uh, he just wasn't a good finisher. Um, You know, he needed a couple chances just to get that one. There weren't enough games where he imposed himself. I think the thing with Salah is, I have no idea why. Uh, My theory is they just bought him so that he wouldn't go to Liverpool. I mean, that, that's really the the only reason I can think of why they bought him and then, you know, immediately got mm. got rid of him. Um, but uh, it, it, just to go back to United, I just think that Marina right now is trying to figure out who is his kind of guy. Uh, and I, I think in, in some of the things he said in the last couple of weeks, I think without saying it, he's, he's sort of setting it up so that um, the expectations are lowered for United this year because I don't think he believes they're going to qualify uh, for the Champions League this year. And uh, I just think he's setting – and I think rightly so. Right? I think it's a smart thing to do. But I think he's trying to lower the expectations of what United uh, can achieve this year because I think uh, it's going to be a season-long ordeal with getting United mm. to play in a coherent way, just like it was last year, you know, with, with Van Gaal. I mean, they, their approaches are similar. That's why there's, that's why one is the mentor and one is the, uh, you know, it, it's exactly. So I mean, it's just sort of the same. <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I think it's just going to be a season long thing with Marina to try to figure out who is, who's a keeper or not. And at times it's going to look, it's going to look ugly. Um, so, um, but I, I would say, for Jason and all the other United sports, as long as United back him and give him a fair chance, Mourinho will turn it around. I mean, he's just, he's too good. Uh, what happened with Chelsea last year was, I think, yes, he played a, a large factor in that. But to Jason's point earlier, they were just, all the players just basically showed up and said, we don't have to listen to you anymore. And it got them into trouble. So I, and that's, you know, I think with Mourinho, he, he's got some pieces there. He just has to find the rest of them. And I think he'll, he'll turn United around mm. um, event, eventually. Now, Jason, you mentioned a witch hunt. Is that yeah. para- Captain Paranoia sitting on your shoulder over there? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's the truth right now. I mean, I, I mean, I had, I had an argument with someone over the weekend on this, and I mean, you could agree or disagree with me, and people could bite my head off on it. But at this point, I think there is the FA is definitely out to get him. Um, he keeps a water Arsenal bottle. Thing. He I, killed. I, he assaulted I, I, I an innocent water bottle, no less. But it, I think it went well. I think we should have. A, I think we should look at the tape between who kicked <laughs> it the furthest, Arsene Wenger or Mourinho, and, and analyze the technique there, because I think Wenger's technique was a little bit better, and I think Mourinho will be upset by that when he sees the video well, tape. Well, Wenger has been a player. <laughs> he may not have been a very good one, but he has been a player. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give 
We'll give the. Uh, I mean, that's the only thing. But, but on be courses, though. <laughs> on courses, though. Did you think it was a booking for Pogba? Because that was actually what set it off, wasn't it? The fact yeah. that Pogba got booked for for diving. What was your thought uh, on that? I mean, I will. I mean, it, it, I mean, it looked like it was. Now, be honest. Like a dive. Be honest now. You know, I, mean, I mean, you know, let's let's take the United like tinted glasses off. It looked like I'm not going to say. Oh, like, well, I'll give you what the United people are saying. The United people are saying that he was trying to get out of the way, which I don't really buy that either. So, if you want, if well, you're it was give a very. Him a try, it, I, I mean, if, if if there was long grass and there was wheat on the, you know, or the, the yeah. if that was in a wheat field, you'd definitely think someone had a scythe out because of the way that yeah. Tompkins went in. But I just thought, yeah, you know, it was, was the next looking, crop circle for, over. He was looking for contact, and he, mm. you know, he fell over. What do you want to call it? But I mean, I, I, the point back to Mourinho and the antics is the, you know, and I'm and I kid about the the Wenger thing, but Wenger did it did do I think what's maybe a few years back against yeah. United. Uh, I think 2011 he did that one, and he did get sent off, but there was never the media didn't go and get on top of him, and I believe the ref the referees union even came out the next day and issued an apology to him. I don't think Mourinho's going to get an apology to the referees. I think he's going to get a three-game ban because and an extra FA fine just, as well because the yeah and yeah and, and and the FA just doesn't like like him. And then I have I got into an argument with look, I think this isn't the United way and this is the manager. I'm like, well, first off, let's back up the truck a little bit. Ferguson called the referee fat. Ferguson had a phone be put in on the sideline of Old Trafford when he was up there. But the media never said anything because you know he was Ferguson and he will tell the and he won't talk to you if you you know if you set off the media, uh, if you become his you know he's kind of like, Ferguson was kind of like Trump he won't talk to you if you don't say, if you don't say nice things about him. Um, but I, I mean it, this stuff has been done and some stuff has and, and it's been praised by people uh, that it shows passion and I think I don't know I, I'm not gonna go as far as shows passion I think it shows that he does care and he and he's backing up a player. Uh, his player, regardless if he thinks it's right or wrong, and he'll he'll, he'll, he'll may tell Pogba behind the scenes I think it was a dive, but publicly he's going to back him. And I think that I think that's actually a good thing now because you know, a few weeks back he was blaming the players for everything, and now it seems like he's turned the page and saying the players are playing great and backing the players and trying to motivate them that way now. Um, I don't know what your guys' view of outside looking in on that looks like, but that's what, what I'm, do you think I'm seeing now is a, a, a manager, some of this? manager backing players. Fernando, What's you've that? seen some of this before. What do you think? Well, with Mourinho, I mean, I just think that uh, I think Is he managing based on from Joe, Ferguson, uh, Joe uh, Kinnear's um, book of successful managers, or is he... Uh... <laughs> he, could be look, he could be looking at the index. Uh, just, uh, you know, looking at uh, random things. I think this is all calculated on his part. He, by now, he's got this track record. He knows that anything he does will result in a fine or a suspension or whatever. So I, I think he's doing this on purpose, um, you know, to take the attention away from uh, what's wrong with the United players and instead, it's you know what's wrong with Jose, and I think Jose is fine with that. Um, he can handle that. Mm. Um, so I, I, I do think it's a bit calculated on on his on his part because he knows the FA is going to uh, get him. I mean, I don't really think it's anything sinister by the FA, but I think he's deliberately doing this stuff 
um, because he knows people are paying attention to what he does. So he did it at Chelsea, he's going to do it at United. So I think right now um, he's doing this to cover the players not playing very well right Diverse now. So, um, exactly. I, 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 you know, is it helpful? I mean, I'm not really sure, but um, you well, I don't know, know. On that front, uh, do you feel that it is helpful, Jason? Do you feel that you know it draws attention away from how good or bad or whatever the players or the team were? I, I mean, for the people who watch, who, are, who watched, I mean, maybe for the casual fan, it may matter. But I mean, for the people who who watch the games in and out, I think, I think they, they're more they're more concerned not of Mourinho's on the sideline. They're more concerned about why we're not finishing enough. You know, we're, we created the last three games. We created enough chances, um, and we didn't score. And, and I think what, that's what it comes down to right now. This time around, yeah. And it's not. And, and this is not uh, something that Mourinho could fix. It's something that the play. He can't put. He can't put. He could set the team up, but he can't put the ball in the net for them. Um, oh, you're that's Pardew's argument. That's Pardew's argument. Yeah. All right. So, but. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. That's what I'm more concerned about. Is like, let's. I mean, the chances are coming. The chances are there. It's just a matter of when these goals are going to come. And that, uh, and and I think uh, once that happens, I think we'll whether it's Mourinho on the sidelines or Mourinho not on the sidelines. I think uh, you know that will be more talked about uh, soon. So you think it's just going to be a case of you just? It's like waiting for a pimple to pop. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think. And honestly, I don't. I think the players. I mean, all of these players know Mourinho, have experience with Mourinho, at least know when they have TVs. Mm. They know he does this, so I think the players give two flying craps. Mm. Shit, they don't care. Mm. This is not going to affect them on the field. They know they, they have to score. They know that they're not playing up their par as far as the final third goes. And I, and, and I think they, they don't care what he does mm. on the sidelines. So, talking of uh, Pardew, I, I mentioned him briefly, we, we have to take our hats off to Bob Bradley. Taking his first uh, Premier League win in style. <laughs> as, as far <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm not not a great big follower of the U.S. men's national team or any of the sides that he's ever sort of managed. But from what I've heard, read, this is the most unusual thing to see a Bob Bradley side score five goals in one match. That's uh, uh, so that's accurate. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, uh, the letting in the four goals—that's uh, not uh, unheard of. But uh, I, I think, uh, to Swansea's credit, um, you know, they played like a desperate team, and uh, they didn't—they didn't give up, and they were at home, mm. fortunately for them. Um, Although saying that, at being at point, home was not much of a help when they went four-three down because <laughs> they got some serious booing. They, the, yeah, the, the, I mean, the I, fans I, were really giving yeah. a shit about it. I mean, I just think they're not a good team right now. It's a very tall order, and they'll take any three points mm-hmm. uh, they can they can get right now. I just think that, you know, it's it's kind of an impossible position to be in um, right now. So I think if Bob Bradley is able to somehow keep them up, I mean, it'd be uh, quite the achievement. Uh, but you know, it, to, if you score five goals in one game and you only win by one. Uh, you know that's a problem because yeah but you know how likely is it for the rest of the year that Swansea are going to score five goals in a game well I don't know Fernan- Fernando Llorente is supposed to be quite good <laughs> <laughs> well 
Uh, and who knows? Maybe he's uncalled for genie. You know? he, he doesn't even start. Well, yeah. That's it. So I mean, I don't know. Impact it's player. Just, it's. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, I think they'll take the three points. Mm. I think it's a step in the right direction, but uh, you know, it's a tall order. Uh, you know, for the rest of the year to sort of stabilize that right now. And, you know, I wouldn't put it past Brad, Brad Brown to be able to do it. I, I do think he's a good manager, but, um, you know, that team, the way it's constructed, you know, I, you, it's going to be, uh, again, uh, I think come the end of the season, they're, they're going to be, it might come down to the last day with them. Yeah. I think the thing, uh, my own take on it is that a lot of the players they tried to sign didn't want to come there because of the turmoil in the board. And they didn't know, you know, because they were having the uh, change, the, the takeover with yep. the uh, Liberty, I think it's Liberty Group or whatever, um, buying into them. And um, mm. I don't know what your thoughts are on it when, when, you know, Jason, you have seen it when the Glazers took over at Man U. I think there, though, we were, you were fortunate in having Ferguson and having this iconic figure who was not going anywhere and said he wasn't going anywhere and he stayed and... It just sheer force of personality kept players coming in and wanting to play for him. Whereas Swansea have had a problem. You know, the the, the players they may have picked up, the talented players and so on, they, they didn't really know what was going on. And what do you think? I even think it goes back to when they when they when they sold some of their good players. They didn't ever really replace them with anyone before that. So I think this was a kind of a you know, kind of a, a snowball effect of when they went. You know, they got a lot of money for for Wilfred Bony, and what do they what do they bring back? What do they get for him? They, they didn't get any, anyone really. No, for they him. stayed with um, um, what was it, Bafatemi Gomez. Yeah, they kept him, and right. you know, and they and they, they never really used that money wisely. They just seems to me they just the old owners just pocketed it and just you know chilled out for a little with it and didn't really do much. So I think that's what they really didn't replace anyone. They stole some of their good players. They never really replaced them. Um, I mean, and also I think you know Ashley Williams left, which is a you know I was a big loss of him at least offensively, right? Mm. So he was there and he yeah. went to Everton. So I mean, you lose a rot, you lose, you know, you don't have st- no stability at the board, no stability as a manager. You lose really one of your your stables, your captain there to really to solidify the team. He's gone, not replacing adequately some of your better players, and now you're forced to have Sigerson, who's having a good year for them. Um, up up as far as a striker, and he's not a striker. He's more of a you know number ten hmm. rover, creative, you know, assist maker. And he, now he's forced to play uh, striker because you know how reliable is Lorente right now? I mean, he's you know he wasn't reliable. He was maybe he was reliable five years ago when he was with Atletico Bilbao, but he's not reliable for in the Premier League right now. Um, which I think Although is kind of does, funny too. His, his ass does look as if it's shrunk. I always judge yeah. <laughs> I always judge new players by the size of their asses when they come in. Now, admittedly, it didn't work completely with uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, I can't remember his flipping name now. Um, he was a, a defender we had. We got him from a Turkish side. Um, bollocks! I need Stephen here now. But um, <laughs> I, I remember, you know, looking at him and thinking, shit, he's got a lot of weight and he's carrying it on his backside because that's where they they put his yeah. arm. And, yeah. and Llorente, yeah. when he first came in, the first game we saw him, he was sort of plodding around, and it, it definitely, he, he definitely looks leaner now. 
but it's you know almost right. three four months in costa was the same actually yeah. costa was the same yeah. when he came over last year hmm uh, no, well, not last like, year. Well, uh, well, Costa was the same when he came back from summer, but I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. when he first came to Chelsea. He was definitely. It, it takes some getting used to, I think, playing in the Premier League. It's a. It may not be as skillful, but it's definitely a higher pace. Yeah, I think it was well, playing yeah, with Bob more more running. Hmm. Yeah, it's funny what Bob Bradley said two weeks ago when they tied Everton. He said that the the team pushed the envelope as hard as they could. Against Everton, I wonder what uh, if how hard they pushed the envelope last week after scoring five goals. I don't know. I thought he he basically said two weeks ago they they gave it all they had and that's the best they could come up with. Need a new box? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but saying that, I mean, yeah. Rob Bradley is probably the person to change them. I think they have to change a bit from a heart. Uh, they were a, to some degree a flair playing team under all the recent managers. You know, you thought Swansea still uh, stroking the ball around skillful passing I think they've got to change a bit for now just based on you know that, that right. balance between energy and skill and sometimes you have to make up in energy what you haven't got in skill right that's, no, that makes yeah. sense I think that's the approach they have to do anyway because um, you know if you think of their best players from the last couple of, last couple of years they're all gone mm-hmm. so I mean mm-hmm. um you know that's that's what happens to teams sometimes who stick or who are able to stay up for a few years, but their position in the table or the neighborhood that they're in, uh, as far as year to year for the table, doesn't change, and so they have to move on. And um, you know the the bigger teams sort of are attracted mm-hmm. by them, and they pick them up. And uh, you know Swansea, uh, the latest example of a of a club not able to find the replacement. Uh, for the players they've lost. And so, um, you know, Bob Bradley's in a, in a very tough spot to sort of rescue them. Mm. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it's, you know, even though they're down there at the wrong part of the table, the difference between 20th and, you know, 17th and 16th, it's not very far right now. The gap isn't very big. So I think if they're able to somehow start uh, at least not, you know, not exactly not winning touch. five games in a row. Yeah. yeah it's, as long as they get some draws, start picking up uh, positive results, um, it's not out of the question for them to, to to turn around. You know, with the with the holiday fixtures coming up, that's a perfect opportunity to surprise some people and pick up mm-hmm. points that um, you know you, you may not have thought was possible before before it happens. So um, you know, so I, I definitely think there's 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 a light for them at the end of their particular tunnel, but um, you know, it's really they're really going to have to turn it around to, to do it. Well, I think the big lift for them, and the last thing on Swansea, and maybe we'd have a look at the other side of the coin with Palace, but um, they did, the thing with Swansea is that they actually came back. Came back from 4-3 down, having been 3-1 up, going to 4-3, and then you know winning 5-4 in the end. I think that's, that's a huge lift for them. You reckon, Jason? Oh, yeah, this is... As as a former manager of Liverpool would say, they showed tremendous and great character. Mm. <laughs> if you can get it, what I'm talking about. Who just won his first? Who just won his first major title for Celtic? Yeah. Yes. Tin pot trophy. Yeah. Was it their lead? I think the equivalent of the EFL to them. Hey. Yeah. It's more trophies than Klopp has right now. <laughs> 
All right, so is Pardew on his way out on the other side of it, having lost that 5-4? I would say yes, he is. This is kind of like his normal tread he does. He, like, he lifts the team up when he gets there, and then when he gets, and then after a couple of years, he's out the door. And that seems like that's his track record. Fernando, is he a yeah. candidate for the Joe Kinnear replacement theory? <laughs> he certainly is uh, for the second job in a row. Um, you know, it's uh, I, I think it's one of those things where um, it's convenient to get rid of the manager. I, I I just don't. If you guys can answer this, fine. But who's go, who's necessarily out there right now that's better than Alan Pardew? I mean, I, I'm not saying he's a great manager or anything, mm. but, um, you know, uh, he he has had success in that league. I mean, um, but I just don't know anyone off the top of my head who is going to come in and, you know, Bob Bradley's already been taken. He's already got, you know, different kind of experience. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, unless, you know, they're, they're going to bring in Jurgen Klinsmann or something. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not... I'm not <laughs> Could you, see, you, know could you actually out. see that having, ha- having had the ignominy or um, you know uh, of being having one of his sides beaten four 0 by Costa Rica and then you know yeah well kicked out. Palace. Well, I mean that's that's kind of a palace result. So I mean to to be fair, he fit right in. But I, I think you know who this would be a perfect opportunity for. But he he can't probably it's too soon for him to come back. Is Sam Allardyce? This is a perfect, uh, ex- you know, scenario for him to come in. You know, he's gonna promise uh, uh, nothing, and he'll over deliver by keeping them up, and he'll pat himself on the back. You see, I would have done that for England. They just let me. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a perfect scenario, but I think it's still too. It, he's still too a little soon. too. Uh, too hot for uh, for uh, any club to, to bring back, right? At least at the at the in the top line. Uh, you know, if he wants a job right now, I could probably get in the championship, but um, not not in the Premier League. So I, I, I would challenge read somewhere though that um, they were saying, and it was the particular writer I can't remember who it was now. I actually put a lot of the blame in that game on the players, not Pardew, because Pardew had set them up. You could see. I mean, I don't know whether you guys watched it. I watched the first. I watched the whole game, but in the first 20 minutes it was noticeable. They all seemed quite organised on set pieces. And then they just seemed to run out of go-juice. And then, you know, the next 70 minutes, whenever it was punted into the box, it was all panic stations and they were all fretting as to where they should be. Um, right. I don't know that the manager can do that much more. I mean, what's your, your feeling in those situations? Because, you, you know, you've both been through the mill a bit. At what point does the balance of responsibility shift from player to manager or manager to player well it's all that i think that's always an unknown number simply because the players don't talk right mm. after the game never um that's a to, to me that's a, a still a, a culturally baffling thing that the players have no responsibility to speak to the media after a game i think uh, well, they have they those would, uh, little, you know, two-minute interviews in front yeah. of them, what do you call it, don't they? Yeah, but you know, but you know what I mean. Mm. I mean, you know how it is here. Then mm. uh, after the game is over, the press comes in, and why did you do this? Why did you do that? Blah 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 blah. And these are all. I mean, 
that's part of the reason. I mean, uh, win or lose, you know how the player was thinking when they did something. That's something. And to me, that all is a part of coddling players and why they can't handle criticism is because they're uh, prevented from doing anything uh, in owning up to any mistake or anything like that because they don't have to talk to the press after the game. I think that's a huge disservice um, to the club and the players because it puts it squarely on, and that's why everyone wants the manager to go is because he's the only one who talks. It's the same reason why... Um, well, it's not the same reason, but like, you know, who who do we want to kill when a call goes against us? The ref, and the ref doesn't mm-hmm. talk. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, uh, you know, it's it's you know, it's just a cultural thing where I think if the players did talk, you would see everything sort of skewed towards. Uh, well, the, clearly it's the players. Blah 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 blah. I think in the media, it's too biased against the manager, and you know, especially if the press don't like you. Um, they will do, mm. they will do their best to get rid of you, and we've seen a lot of examples of that over the years in the media, essentially getting a manager fired because they don't like him. So, um, yes. so I, I, I just think that uh, again uh, with with Palace specifically, you know, this I, I don't think they're a bad team, but I, I also don't think um, you know. Um, that they're playing up to their standards. And there's only so much, it's just like with Mourinho last year, there's only so much you can do. If the players don't feel like concentrating for 90 minutes, it's going to be pretty hard for any manager to come in and, uh, you know, turn it around. Because even Gus Henning couldn't uh, turn it, completely turn it around last year for Chelsea. So, um, you know, it, it's a tough spot. But to be honest with you, I would stick with Pardew. I don't think there's a better option right mm. now. Um, no. than, than to well, keep Pochettino him. might come available if he keeps turning down <laughs> Champions League matches. Yeah. What was your thought on that? Well, he, he, um, he flew the white flag a bit, didn't he? Well, I, I think he was just... I think he was trying to do a couple of things. But I just think in terms of him saying they're not good enough for the Champions League, I think it's a, it's a shot at Levy. He didn't make the team better. And it's a shot at some of the players. You're not as good as you think you are. And, um, you know, I, I, and see, the ball is in Pochettino's court because he is a highly sought-after sought manager. Um, if there's a, a, an opening this summer at a big club, um, Pochettino is going to be involved in that if, he, if he's interested. Um, so if I were Tottenham, I wouldn't exactly roll your eyes at Pochettino saying those things. It, it was curious to me that it did say it, but I think there's a calculated motive behind that. Um, you know, he, you think he, he's going to be the next Barca manager then? <laughs> no, Enrique, I, uh, Luis Enrique no, doesn't. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But I, I, I do think you know, if something like if he if he go, he strikes me as the kind of guy who would go to Italy, and you know, um, if there's a job, more trade. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, he, you know, if Inter say, hey, we're going to give you this much money, you can buy whoever you want, he's going to go to Inter, you know what I mean? Um, mm. So that uh, that's what I mean. And so, um, you know, that's why he left Southampton, to come to Tottenham, they have more money. But, um, mm. you know, if Tottenham are, if Daniel Levy isn't willing to spend more money, if there's a limit to the money he's going to spend, um, then Pochettino's going to leave. And guess what? That puts Tottenham right back at square one again was trying to get back to the Champions League. I think uh, they need Pochettino to stay. He is good enough to get them there. 
Um, but I, I think to his point, uh, the team overall still can be improved to compete at that level um, every year. And I think that that was his point. Well, even to put, even that, even just a bigger club, even the mess that Argentina is in right now. I mean, he could see him going even to, on the national team level yeah. as well. Yeah, he's been talking. That's a good point, Jason. Because yeah, he was they, talking they, about it, saying I'm not in, in it, but Argentina is kind of a mess now in qualifying, and you know, countries do rash things as far as Matt in, in, in between qualifying and all to bring in. So, just want to throw that out there. Hmm. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, that's yeah. The but I mean, I'm just glad. I have to say thank you to Chelsea for stopping their unbeaten run. So we've cut that little uh, earworm <laughs> off at the tail. Thank God. Although I, I did have the theory that um, it would be likely that Tottenham being Tottenham and Spursing it up. Sorry, Zach, but you do. Um, but uh, that they would get through the end of the season unbeaten and come fourth to Arsenal's third. <laughs> yeah, and I want, but, and I'm uh, not even too. I'm, I'm not crying because of Tottenham's out of Champions League too. Because now with the new rule changes, you know there'll be four teams regardless for the EPL coming out soon. Anyway, so mm-hmm. we're not we don't have to worry about the coefficient anymore. Right. Yes. <laughs> That is, that is a good thing. <laughs> uh, Arsenal, well, Arsenal did okay in the end. Um, no no yeah. November blip, huh? No, no <laughs> November blip. Well, it, 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 it's, it's still there, but it, it's it's more a, a shallow compression as opposed to a large dip. I got you. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I... I it, it, you know, we've we've solved some of the problems that I had previously with, with the you certain know, players, the, the gripes I had about in terms of the the quality of players on the bench, the fact that they'd identified key areas, and and one of those key areas being defensive midfielders. We now have a a plethora of defensive midfielders who are not bad at all. Um, you know, are are and we we. Although we're missing Kazola, we are so badly missing Kazola at the moment. But um, at the same time, we have enough creative players around or creative-minded players to sort of patch over that. And I think we'll be okay for now. I, I, I would like to congratulate your favorite player, Barry, on his newly born and scoring a goal at last weekend as well. Mr. Mr. his head. <laughs> no, I just want oh, to I congratulate I, him on that. I was, yeah, absolutely. I've got to send him a tweet saying thank you and congratulations. <laughs> uh, he, he's, he's, it, it's funny, I, I think I mentioned it before. That, um, years ago, we were talking about. Um, I don't know whether it was on the podcast or actually it might be podcast, but I was talking with friends about Stephen Gerrard. Because Stephen Gerrard in his early days was a nitwit and didn't do what he was supposed to do a lot of the time. I mean, he had raw talent because he was brilliant and all the rest of it. But um, they've shown now with studies that sometimes the wiring of people and particularly players where they're, you know, they're not necessarily exposed to uh, many different uh, influences and um uh, sources of uh, leadership that they it, it takes a while for people's wiring to actually get sorted and Walcott's is around about the top end the later end of it but you know he's 26 27 now I think um, it, it, 
it's getting to the stage where he's, he's starting to make sense and seeing him track back and stuff like that doing things that we've always wanted him to do it's um, you know and being being comfortable with where he's put as opposed to wanting to do something else and and actually working hard at what he's given the task he's given it's quite good so yeah yeah, I, I I think of you guys every time he does something good and think, oh, there we go, I'm gonna get another ribbing. <laughs> uh, it's good. It's, it's always good for a reminder of the great, yes. or the great deal. Yeah. Well, that's it. I, otherwise, I'd forget you two, and in it, I'd forget you two in a heartbeat. You know, <laughs> great, great Theo Walcott. He's gonna be an Arsenal legend. So. Yeah, that's exactly. It. That's it. Well, he's due for a testimonial. His ten years are up. So. We'll have, wow. that, we'll have that statue right next to Bergkamp and Henry. <laughs> no, I think the next statue that goes up will be Ozil or Sanchez. Probably Sanchez. Eventually we'll end up with a gold statue. It can't be bronze. No, it has to be gold. The next, the next statue... Gold just looks that much better. The next statue should definitely be Peter Cech because he has <laughs> uh, completely made you guys forget that you guys had shit keepers for like 10 years and so, so the next statue should be his because you don't have to worry about who's between the sticks anymore um since he's been there so i mean he even stopped one with his bollocks this week. yeah exactly yes. <laughs> fernando will the statue will the statue be in a chelsea kit though or will it be in an arsenal kit it could be. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure some smart ass from West London will come over and drape a Chelsea scarf around it or super glue it on well, or something. Oh, I don't have it's a problem. to happen. I don't have a problem with the statue uh, being in an Arsenal shirt, and then Chelsea takes the statue and then puts it in front of Stafford Bridge. Uh, I have no problem. With that. <laughs> I'll be that. Yeah, I, I think that one's going to have to be mounted up on the wall somewhere so it doesn't get stolen. Thanks, you know? guys. Is what they'll say. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But, um, no, who else? I mean, who else has stood out for you this weekend? What do you think? I would say Liverpool did okay against a Sunderland bus. Well, they did okay. I was just going to say the Coutinho injury out for five weeks is going to be a to- is going to be a hit to them. I think. I mean, can we all say that? No, I agree. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you're. I think the dangerous thing for someone like Coutinho when they get hurt like this is if the club keep winning. Opposite um, position, saying, you know, you're a good player, but we were doing well while you were out. So, and um, now I'm not saying he's going to actually do that, but I do think that uh, he's going to use that as leverage uh, to make the club. Uh, you know, get the kind of players that I think he, uh, the club needs and that he wants. You know, he didn't spend a lot of money this summer because uh, there weren't the kind of players that I think he was looking uh, to sign that were available. So um, I know there was a big uh, hubbub about him not signing anyone. And, um, you know, he, so far he's been proven correct in, in his approach. So, um I would say if you're a Liverpool supporter, you are very optimistic about what the season can do because Klopp has um, really done a great job. Much he's he's got Liverpool playing much better than I ever thought uh, he would with the players at his disposal. Well, he's got welded into a team, hasn't he? Yeah, I think that's the big thing. It's not just a collection of gifted players, and on top of that, he's a dis- I think somehow he's managed to address the storage issue, and he's got him, you know coming off the bench and being all mean and wanting to prove a point 
right. as opposed to prancing around at the 90 minutes or whatever and not doing so much. Exactly. Well, yep. All right, well, who have you got this weekend, guys? Who's Chelsea got? We've got City this weekend. City. Yeah, should be a good one. What are your um, thoughts? Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I think I think it's one of those things where we're in the form to say that we win. But to be honest with you, I, as much as I hate draws, uh, a draw wouldn't be a terrible <laughs> thing this weekend against them. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, I know they were behind Chelsea, but let's see if they're behind. Will Chelsea go out and chase the game a little bit if they have to, or they'll just sit back and down a goal? Will they just sit back and? They lose one and move on. I'll be interesting to say. No, because I think City aren't going to stop tacking. Um, yeah, that's 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 not what Pep's teams do. They don't they don't shut it down. They keep going, and so that plays into Conte's strength of building counterattacking uh, football. That's essentially what Chelsea, with that system, are designed yep. to do. You know, they 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 ha- you know they haven't explicitly been doing that. Um, sort of, you're you're going to see two vastly different systems being played. Um, the weekend uh, when those two teams face and um, you know so yeah I mean even the Chelsea go down earlier they're down to you know that City will give them the opportunities to get back into the game simply because um, you know the 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 system of Chelsea calls for uh, a counter attack on them so um, you know I'm hoping that's not the case obviously I, I do think that um, yeah. it'll be an interesting game and you know I, I think a draw is something that I would take but uh, you know hopefully uh, Chelsea are able to get three points oh I just um I don't, whilst you were talking there, I've just been uh, reading on the news. Uh, Chelsea are starting a, um, uh, an investigation. Have you seen anything about that? I have not. No. no you, we've all no. heard about the, the thing going mm. on at Crew with one of the managers doing a... There's now been... Uh, one of the former football coaches has been charged with sex offences against an under-14. Um, but... Uh, yep, right. It appears Chelsea have also. I just saw a thing here. Chelsea begins sex abuse investigation as well. So, oh, we, wow. You know, we all saw it sort of happen over here with the Penn State thing and the Sandusky, but you have to think anywhere where kids are coming into contact with adults, there's a possibility of something going on. Um, and it's just whether or not anyone actually wants to look at it. But yes, this is this is something. Yeah. Uh, who we're, we're, we're in the territory of uh, must wins. I think mm-hmm. to try to to try to get the trophy that I've always wanted, which is the Arsene Wenger Memorial Trophy. That's the one. <laughs> I, He's not dead yet. That's the old. That's the one I want. <laughs> the top, the fourth place. You know, trophy. all these teams, all these, you know, and then I can tell them here as well. All these teams that used to laugh at us, make fourth place all the time. We're now looking at it and going, hmm, not so easy, is it, Cat? <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> Well, I have, I have, I we well our kit deal goes gets crushed because we don't get huge place. money going down the pan if you um because they were talking about nine million this year and it could be something like twenty one million a year over the next number of years or something. Yeah, uh, if they don't get in, it's something. I thought ten percent, but they're talking mm-hmm. like fifty percent or sixty yeah. percent cut or something. Yeah. So uh, uh, winning because. Uh, you know, look at the. Like I said that the, the need to make some sort of dent and get closer to whoever is fourth. Um, because those three games that I think are must wins, and then you have Tottenham in two weeks, so I'm hoping that that could help yeah. us at least get the fifth before. Well, the I think holiday, at the very least you've got, to, you've got to get to the, the um, and then Europa League again. I think that's got to be a minimum benchmark. 
Um, I think. Yeah, I think uh, we need, he should focus on that. The two things he really should focus on is who cares about the FA Cup, who cares about the EFL. Focus on the league. Try to get the pick, pick away at fourth. See if you get if you're in fourth with a month to go, and if you can get, and then and then you look at it and say let's and you have a gap there. Let's see how high we could go. But Europa should be our goal to win as far as any other trophy because we win that, then mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about fourth place. Uh, and we don't have bid, and we have to yes. play through yeah, playoff, yeah, strictly yeah. trade group stages, and we have to worry about we worry about fourth. So I think that's a good part. You should look at that and say we won. We won Europa with six, uh, a trophy that United has never won, by the way, so it's not to put in our trophy captain. Um, and uh, that's what I think you should do. League and Europa, and, you know, if we happen to win the FA Cup or the ESL. Because I, mean, I do look right at some of the teams that are in but, the uh, Europa League and think, well, you know, if you're in it, it does give you a good, a good chance of getting through. Yeah, well, also the uh, third-place team in CL that go get uh, put yeah, in there again. So. Yeah, they get dropped down. Don't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, who knows who that's going to be? I mean, I, I don't know. That's I don't think anyone who was I think Champions League went as expected on the teams that went through the stages and who didn't. So I don't think Major is going to come and go a little bit like Chelsea did a few years back. All right. Well, that's about it for now. We'll uh, wrap up there and send this off to Stephen and say get us in. And um, doesn't throw up on it. Well, if it's that bad that it makes him throw up, then so be it. All right. Anyway, chaps, good talking <laughs> yeah. to you. And uh, if nothing else, we've had a chat. Got, got it out of our system. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. All right, again. Yes. <laughs> here's, here's Thanks. Here's the warm-up. Okay. <laughs> All right, cheers, boys. Later.